0: Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Talking It Out About. Um, Today I am joined by the lovely Susie, so welcome to the podcast Susie.
1: Thank you, I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) I'm glad, normally people are nervous, so I'm glad you're excited. (laughs) Um, I'm glad to know I'm not that scary. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and um, talking to me. Um, Kind of let's start right at the beginning, so FND. Yep. What What does
1: it mean to you? Kind of, go for it. <laughs> A total pain in the back end. That's probably yep. the easiest way to describe it. Um, <laughs> I'm I am diagnosed, literally it was just my one year anniversary last year. 8th uh, August 2021, uh-huh. um, I woke up and that's when my life changed forever. <laughs> um, okay, that's would you would you mind sharing with us a bit more
0: about yeah. kind of what happened and and the symptoms you had and things oh Susie is still there
1: hello Hiya. hi yeah hi not Sorry, sure what I happened there, I'm like randomly disappeared <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we will just ask that question again
0: um so would you mind just talking through so you say you woke up um and that was when your life changed. Would you mind just t- yeah.
1: sharing a little bit more about that with us? Um, so basically, I woke up, I was super, super tired, more tired than normal for a Sunday morning. That's normally my lazy morning. <laughs> um, my whole body was aching from head to toe. Mm. Um, I had weakness in my legs, weakness in my arms, and I just felt like I'd been hit by a bus. That's probably the easiest explanation. Yeah. Um and I thought "Mm, legs are kind of weak maybe it's a UTI I thought let's see how the day goes because I'll soon know I'll feel the pain yeah nothing happened it just carried on the whole way all through the day and I thought something's not quite right and I thought right let's see how the night goes yeah went to bed and then woke up in the Monday morning pain was gone but I was still super fatigued Mm. um and I thought right, I'm going to work I I was a sales rep at the time yeah, and thought oh, I'll go to work. I'm the type I just go to work no matter if I'm dying or not. So <laughs> whether or not I'm throwing up or yeah, I'm hanging it's like, off like I'm I would physically be have <laughs> to unable to get to my work for me not to go to work. I'm stubborn get. So went to work and I thought nah. I had my dinner, thought nah, shower in bed, knackered. Woke up mm-hmm. on the Tuesday and I was all sore again. And I thought something's not quite right yeah so I phoned the doctors for an emergency appointment she took me in straight away and she asked me to close my eyes and I fell back at that point she's like something neurological's going on mm. um she did a few like hand weakness tests and stuff like that all stroke tests is what yeah. she called it um and she sat me down and she says I think you've had a stroke um goodness and I'm like wow because at that point I was only 38 and I thought My husband had had a stroke like five years ago, and he Mm. was in his 30s. And I thought, wow, like, is this, I just don't get this. Yeah. And it was kind of a, it came as a real shock. And I thought, well, I've not done nothing stressful. It's been a pretty relaxing weekend. Why would I have had a stroke? And she says sometimes it just happens. It can be life in general, it could be anything. Mm. So she sent me to a stroke clinic straight away. So I was in the next day. And they did loads of tests. They lay me back and did my heart rate and blood pressure and loads all of tests. The,
0: all the fun stuff that you're all like, the great, fun
1: stuff. Yeah. Right, carry on. Bloods the lot. So um, went in there and he says, um, sat down with the consultant after they did all the tests. And he said, I think it's migraines. And I looked at him and I said, I've suffered from migraines for five years. This doesn't feel like a migraine. There's something yeah. not right. Yeah. Um, And he said, no, I disagree. Um, I said, listen, my mum's had a brain tumour. Years ago, I lost my mum to brain cancer. And it that. came at the last minute. So I said, to on the side of caution, I want a scan. Mm. Um, And he said, right, because of your mum's history, right, let's do it. So I was in, CT scan the next day, phone call for the consultant the next day. Come the Friday, it was... No, it's definitely migraines, and I'm like, this just—I knew in my gut, and I always get told follow your gut with everything in yeah. life. Yeah. And I thought there's just this just isn't right. So, so that was me. I've had my scan, and everything looked my brain was perfect according to them, and I thought, hmm, just something not quite right. So yeah, you, you get that feeling, don't you? Aye, like, exactly. Mm. So I was like, maybe a week, two weeks in. And I still really didn't feel any better. So I went back to my doctor, and she did more tests. She says you're still the same, and I said I can't feel my fingers. Like my fingers were starting to go numb by this point. Mm. And she's like, "You can't feel your fingers?" I said, "No." Um, and she's like, "Hmm, right, okay." So she did more tests again—stroke tests. She strokes clear. She looked at my eyes, and one of my pupils was bigger than the other quite, by quite a bit. Mm. Unusual. Um, she says, no, she says definitely something neurological is going on. She says, I'll refer you straight away to a neurologist. Yeah. I'll ask for it to be urgent, but I really can't guarantee. Yeah. And by this point, it was really starting to affect me doing my job because I'm like, I'm tired come three o'clock in the day. I'm exhausted. Yeah. So that was me. So a couple of weeks on again, went away on holiday and my whole leg went numb while I was away for the whole week. Okay. Um, and couldn't feel from like my knee down. That must thought, have been
0: really scary for that to have. To I, it
1: was like, I, I really don't understand this. Why am I going numb? So, of course, me being me starts Googling. <laughs> um, and obviously, I thought, this is just just, uh, it, it was doing my head in. I thought, this just can't be normal. Yeah. So, came back from a holiday and I was sitting in the Thursday night. I just come out of the shower, went to dry my hair. By the time I went to the bathroom to brush my hair, come back, I'd went blind. Um
0: oh my
1: lost my vision completely. And oh, I was so like, cool. I can't see. So I shouted at my kids and I said, Kids, I can't see. My husband was out at work at that point. And I said, You're gonna have to phone my mother in law. Oh. Um I'm like, I-, I can't see a thing. I said you're gonna have to phone NHS 24 for me. Mm. So they phoned NHS 24 and I sat and spoke to them, explained how the last few weeks had been yeah. and they suspected something neurological, explained i had a CT and it was just one crazy evening where I went to A&E again and it was like, sat there, couldn't see, because I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know where to go. Yeah. It took me in and eventually my vision came back, although it was a wee bit blurry, but it came back. Mm. and she sat and chatted through, and then my vision came back completely. And it was, like, a very young doctor had come in, mm. and she asked me to talk her over, like, the last couple of months and weeks leading up to what had happened. Yeah. And she's like, okay, she says, Um, I'm going to tell you something, she says, and don't panic, she says, but I think there's a good possibility you have MS. And I just looked at it, and I felt like my whole world had fell apart. Okay. You know, I, I like, mean, I mean, there's, there's, I mean,
0: it's always the thing, isn't it? When someone says, "Oh, don't panic," you immediately
1: go, "Oh my god." Aye, exactly. Because I'm like, my mom said the brain tumor, but they said that was fine. But then I know people make mistakes, and these things can be missed. Yeah. And I thought, oh dear. And I'm like, I don't get this. I said, I'm 38, doctor. I said, how can I have MS at the age of 38? Mm. She says, um, Susie, you are prime candidate, you're in your thirties, you're in Scotland and you're white. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I don't get it. That seems like an odd
0: set of things to have pulled on there.
1: She says Scotland's actually the highest amount of cases for MS. Oh, wow. Which I'd never known before. Although I'd heard the MS and Parkinson's and stuff like that. Hmm. It was like... Never, ever thought it would happen to me. Yeah, and I just sat there and I could remember everything going through my head, going, "Oh my God, what does this mean for me?" Because although I had kind of looked at it, I thought, "Nah, it's no MS. Nah, yes. there's no way." And I sat there going, "Oh, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my husband?" Yeah, I'm like, I just didn't know how to process it. And she says, "Don't panic. She's all right to your doctor. I'll let her know. That's what I suspect." Um, and I'll let you go for the night, and we'll get you into the neurologist to get your tests done. You're like, uh, but I'm panicking. I you am. i I'm, like, I'm still panicking. Yeah. Like, what? What do you? I I don't understand. And she's like, just here's a wee leaflet. She gave me an MS leaflet. She says just have a good understanding of it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What do you do with that? Like, yeah. Is that I just. And literally, I just couldn't talk. I was like, right, okay. And I went outside the hospital and I just broke down in tears and phoned my husband. I and you. he was trying to get would me. Have done the same. Why? Like... I'm like, because it was the early hours in the morning before I got out. So he phoned me a taxi. I got home. And I could tell with the look in his face, it was like, oh my God. And I was like, what are we going to do? I'm like, we've got a mortgage. What about the kids? And yeah. it was like everything. And he was just like, he just cried with me. He's like, I just. I think he was the same as me It's like just shock yeah and I'm like I, I just don't get it so of course I started re- research I joined a forum and I was like oh wow so fast forwarding after many 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 symptoms like mm. hand weakness everything I was in the month of November when I was first seen by neurology yeah and she did loads of tests loads all physical stuff did mm. like a gate walk. I couldn't walk in a straight line, did they realize? Yeah. Um, I had weakness yeah. in my legs. She would put like this wee vibration tool in my hip right down and ask me where I could feel it and where I couldn't mm. feel it. Mm. Millions of bloods. Um, You're pro- like, please leave, please leave me some blood. I am like, need it to be a human. kept taking it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. And earlier on that year, I, I was B12 deficient. I was getting injections and stuff like that. So. Mm she'd asked me to like that talk her through the last few months and I went through everything and I said the hospital said they think I have MS what's the chances and she's oh she says I don't think so and I'm like okay (laughs) do you (laughs) want to explain why I'm like falling apart here
0: can you give me some sort of answer because I'm starting to freak out please help me oh my goodness me
1: I'm like how do you how do you explain all this stuff happening to me I mean literally every single ms symptom other than i don't know if seizures is a, a symptom of ms or not but i literally get every single ms and parkinson symptom possible apart yeah. from seizures and blackouts i get everything and i'm like how's it was just one thing after another something new would crop up every day mm-hmm. and then earlier on that year again they kind of related it to the b12 the speech issues so i yeah. would have like word finding difficulties where the word was there it's like how do I find it yeah and it yeah that's constant. really annoying
0: when that happens isn't it anyway? yeah but I know the word it's just not coming out it's my just mouth got to come out. <laughs> exactly I just can't get it out my mouth
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like oh it was so frustrating so she did uh, she says you're concerned about your memory I said yeah like I'm forgetting everything like just stupid things that I really should remember mm. so she did a memory test there and then she says let's put your mind at ease so she did that, and I was, like, borderline Alzheimer's. Oh, my goodness me. And she's like, you're still fine, but you are borderline Alzheimer's. And I'm like, okay, then. i like, but that can't be normal for, like, a 38-year-old. She says, no, it's not. She says, but it is normal for somebody with a neurological condition. And you're like, like okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, so what is a neurological condition? She's like, don't know yet. Let's do a scan. So she arranged an MRI and it was a cervical. So it was like part of my spine, my cervical spine. Yeah. Um, And my brain went for that and I was caged in. And oh my God, I freaked out. I was like, because I'm not claustrophobic, but I was like, wow, nobody told me it would be like this.
0: Well, uh, so I was the same. So I had an MRI. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God.
1: Like,
0: So the best bit of advice I was given was <laughs> close your eyes Yeah. and keep them closed. And I was like, I full on would have freaked out if I had my eyes open. Like it's so oh, overwhelming because you're like, I'm like trapped in here, and yep. it's really close to my face. And I'm like, oh, no, i just just firmly staying closed.
1: Oh, I. I was like, that's just strange. And obviously <laughs> during COVID, it's like nobody wants to touch you. Yeah. I dropped so much stuff. I was phoned all over the place, and I'm like, nobody can help me here. I'm I'm on my own. Yeah. And I'm like, this is just that. This is just not right. Yeah. And. It was like, I kind of just felt like at this point, I'm like, my whole world is falling apart. Yeah. And I don't know what's wrong with me. And I'd never really, although I'd had problems with my health throughout the years, and it was all like stuff that was never really serious. It was all short stuff. Mm. And I was like, I could be left like this forever, having numbness and yeah, no feeling, and started choking in food and stuff like that because my mouth goes numb. Mm. and food goes over that really should they be going over mm. and it's like I I just don't get this it was just a constant overwhelming feeling of oh my god I if I'm like this forever this ain't gonna be much of life at yeah. all and yeah. that was me the scan was done two weeks had uh, the results so I got the results by post so personal <laughs> and I oh kept chasing them and the oh. results are clear your brain's immaculate good news You're like, yeah but
0: there's something going on because yeah I'm, sure. I'm i'm having these problems like don't <laughs> tell me i'm fine i'm clearly not
1: and i'm like this is just uh so at that point i picked up the phone to the neurologist secretary and i said to, by this point i was in a lot of pain i was mm. getting a lot of nerve pain like running down my legs my side started shaking like my my right side my arm was shaking rather than just a tremble in my hand mm. and I said to him I said listen something's not right I know I've had the scan results but my right side's shaking and I'm getting a lot of pain in my leg I said it's like toothache in my leg I said it's horrible I feel sick mm. I said and I'm really starting to struggle to do my job yeah so at that point he's like right let me have a chat with a neurologist and I'll come back to you so he did and he phoned me back that, that afternoon it was amazing the secretary was absolutely amazing he'd send me letters by email and stuff like that so i had them for my work immediately it yeah. was just phenomenal and he just he was the one that kind of kept me going you know if i needed something to yeah. make sure it happened. Yeah. and there I, are some
0: really there were some really good eggs oh in I, the medical world and you're like this is just what I needed. I just needed someone to stop and actually take exactly. the time to listen to me and yeah. hear me, and not just assume that
1: you know that I'm okay. I'm um, <laughs> okay. Just hear exactly. me. It's the same at the doctor's surgery. It was like the she's now left, unfortunately, but she was like the secretary, mm. and she was brilliant. You know, she knew if I was waiting a test result again, she would email it to me. She's like there you go, Susie. That's that like, done. She was absolutely phenomenal. I'm like, see people like you, you're mm. just above and beyond at every level yeah. you know and that really helped to take a lot of the stress away but yeah I was like I just didn't know what to do and yeah. this guy's like don't worry about it he said I'll phone you back this afternoon I'll go talk to her now he said I'll phone you after your next appointment for work I was like right okay and he did he phoned me back he said listen we're going to get you in this Friday and I think that was like the Tuesday so it was only a few days away. and went in and she said to me she did the same test as what she'd done the first time but it was different answers so different mm-hmm. bits in my body I would feel vibration different bits I would feel numbness but the other bits were back to normal mm. weaknesses had changed and she says you don't have MS you don't have Parkinson's she says but you do have functional neurological disorder and at that point I'm like "What? <laughs> and she's like Say that again. <laughs> ah, exactly she, she explained it she says it's FND And the way she explained it is... And I said to her, how can I tell my kids this? I I don't understand it myself. Mm. And she says, I will explain it to you the way you explain it to your kids. She asked what age the kids were, and they're 17 and 15. Mm. So she says, you explain it like this. The hardware of the brain is MS and Parkinson's. They show white scores on the brain when you get a scan, she says, and the hardware eventually degenerates with those conditions. But you get all of those symptoms or some, she says, but it's the software of your brain that's malfunctioning. She says, Mm. so when you're tired, when you're sleeping, or just generally throughout the day, she says these wee signals change. She Mm. says thousands of signals travel. She says, so essentially your software is malfunctioning and it's sending the wrong signals to parts of your body. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I don't get it. She says it's your central nervous system yeah. is malfunctioning. She says that's what basically functions your whole body. She says, and that's why you have different functions going wrong. Yeah. And it's not, there's no pattern to it. Mm. And I'm like, oh. So at that point I said to her, I said, so am I going to die? And yeah. she's like, no. She says it's good news. And I'm like, but how is this good news? I said, because yeah, my whole body's not working right. She says you're right. She says, but by me saying the hardware hasn't been damaged, it's the software that's not damaged. It's just malfunctioning. She says eventually, basically you're not going to die, obviously unless you die from something else. She says, but it won't kill you. Mm. And I'm like, right. I said, but I can't breathe because it was affecting my chest muscles functioning. Yeah. So I can't. I can't walk far at all. Mm. Um, because I just have this feeling that I can't breathe. Yeah. So she's like yeah you have this she says but your life will still be manageable she says so you just basically malfunction every day and I'm like okay then she says and that's it I'm like that's it she says so we manage the symptoms with medication she says I was at that point I was like not in a, a good headspace at all. Like, yeah. never suffered from depression, but I was crying every day because mm. this was all happening to my body, and I really didn't know how to do anything. But I'm I think like... that's
0: a completely fair response. Like yeah. it's yeah. such a scary thing to happen, and it's so overwhelming. And you go from being who you were before to all of a sudden everything changes. Like I, I think crying every day is is part of that process because you're
1: you're grieving. Exactly. and you trying to understand
0: aren't
1: you yeah and as people say it now it's grieving for the old me which I do every day because it's like and even now I still do it a year on because yeah. I'm like I miss the old me so much it's like the old me would have uh, gotten a plane and went to Malta and walked around miles and miles and miles of Malta walked mm. miles and miles at Blackpool wherever I fancied going it was like I'd just do it yeah And now I can't walk far at all and it's like what do I do yeah like, i don't know what to do with myself so i took apart. i've tried all different stuff but my hand and my arm gets so we now and mm. it's like what do i do with my life now it's like it's like there's nothing there and she said to me one of the questions she asked me she says do you sit she says i know this sounds silly she says but do you sit and do you feel as if you're looking down on yourself i said "I." Mm-hmm. i said i get that all the time i said why and she says that's called depersonalization she says it's like you're kind of looking down on you thinking why me and you're kind of like spaced out i said i I said i get that all the time so she says and i think you're anxious so it was like you don't all all just have fnd but you have depersonalization you have anxiety you have depression Mm. but we're going to sort it and she was she was a great neurologist the way she explained it is like eventually i did take it in but Mm she's at that point i was in tears and i'm like i don't know what to do with us. i don't know what to do with my life anymore yeah um and she says it's okay you know and she held my hand even through covid she held my hand oh, and that's... she says it's it's fine she says you know you're going to be all right she says let's manage your symptoms let's have a chat about medication let's have a chat about what we need to refer you for and you'll get the help that you need So she was absolutely amazing, just the way she explained everything, went through everything. How did you feel about the fact she called it a malfunction? That was the bit I was like, how does it happen? Like, I'm quite a, not a technical person at all, but if I have a good understanding of something, Mm. I can deal with it. Yeah. And it's like, I I went into that hospital expecting to have a diagnosis of MS, Mm. and I was ready to fight it. Yeah. I was ready to fight back, but to be sat down and told that you cannot fight this. Yeah. You you have to learn to pace yourself. You have to look at your career path. You mm. have to look at what your house duties are. You have to ask for help now, because if you, you don't rest, <laughs> yeah. you malfunction. Yeah. And I'm like, that that was a bit where I'm like, I, if I don't rest, I malfunction. Yeah. And it took me a long time and through the, if it wasn't for FND, hope UK, because that's, I now volunteer for them as well to help oh, other amazing. people, which is great because it's really rewarding, you know, and I ran my first group session last week for oh, the support group. So it's was like, I get to help these other people that are emotionally struggling now.
0: Yeah.
1: And it still helps me because it's like, I get to hear helpful hints that they give and tips to other people. Yeah. And how to manage it and things like that. And if it wasn't for FND Hope, the support group, I would never have known about the text-to-speech app. Mm. So I woke up, you no know, being able to talk. Some yeah. days I stutter, some days I just have a day where I just talk nonsense. And if it wasn't for that app, I would never be able to communicate with my family. Yeah. So, you know, my, my kids and my, my husband makes a joke out of it and we, we try and... We try our best to make sure that's what we do so that we can try and get around the depression side with me. Yeah. And I think that's really all we can do because we have to try and manage it. Yeah. But I had to give up my job. I gave up my job in February. Um, I changed into another job. I failed to pick up the job Um, and I struggled. So I'm yeah. now in another job and it's absolutely amazing. It's the best okay. company I've ever worked for. Oh, okay. good. Um, and I get to help people every single day which is even better yeah so it's and I've picked it up pretty well and yeah it's it's trying to make the most out of life with the difficult situations that I kind of face every day um it's like I have to ask the kids to do washing and stuff now because I can't bend down it's like bending down I struggle to breathe I get dizzy yeah. Um. They're putting another banister in my house because I've, my legs have started going from under me with no warning. Yeah. Um. So I end up falling.
0: So are your um, symptoms still um getting
1: worse. Or aye. They, yeah. They are? Yeah. It's I probably have a new symptom every week of some variety. Um. Oh and it's been like that since I've been this way since August there's something else creeps up on me. And mm. I literally, it was pouring down the rain, we went into a shop, and I bought a, a stick uh, later on this year because mm. I started finding that my leg was with the nerve pain. It was a bit of a tricky walking. Yeah. And my foot started turning in. Yeah. Um, so I thought, no, it's time to get something to help me. Mm. So I sat and watching Dragon's Den one night and... This lady come on the wheelchair and she was doing uh neon coloured sticks. Mm. So I was like, oh, I really like them. And <laughs> I, I want one of those. <laughs> I want one of those, yeah. And I thought, Do you know what? That's the turning point. If yeah. I'm gonna have to learn to cope with this at the age of 38, I have to funk it up a bit.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So I bought this bright pink neon stick that's got a big curve in it. It's called um or oh, something hook. So uh-huh. I thought, yeah, I'm doing that. So that's what I've done. cost me a fortune, but I wasn't caring. Because I thought, <laughs> it's funky. And we went on holiday with it earlier on this year. And we sat in a wee cafe. And this elderly lady came up to me. She says, tell me, darling, is that the stick from Dragon's Den? <laughs> and I just looked at her and I laughed. I said, yes, it is. Um, she's like, that's amazing. It's so cool to actually see one in person she's like it's really good really good thing that that lady did i said that is i said well when i realized i had to have a stick it had to be a cool stick yeah so she's like i love it i love it so that was her and literally everywhere i go there's comments so i went and he get my b12 injection come out and this physio girl um she's standing there and she says where did you get your stick she says i've got loads of kids that i do physio with that i've got disabilities and they don't want to use an NHS stick. She mm. says, "So if I could give the parents a link, that would really help the kids." I said, "Absolutely." There you go. Gave her the link, written it down for her. And she's like, "So thankful." She's like, "This is amazing." She's like, "Kids get to use cool sticks." I'm like, "Exactly." I said, "If yeah. it helps, why not?" You know, it's all in the mind. Great. There's nothing different about the stick. No, but, but it looks. It looks, and it it, it it looks. It looks more your age, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And rather than people looking at me going, "Oh, her foot's turned in," "Oh, she walks funny," they're now looking at the stick going, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. So they're not bothered about me anymore, <laughs> which is what I was worrying about. because it's like I go out for a meal, my hand shakes, mm. and you see people looking at me as if to say, "Is she a drunk?" Yeah. They automatically assume that that's what it is that it's drugs or something. People judge, oh, and do. they really shouldn't, you know. It's like they don't say, "Oh, that girl's got an illness." They go on, mm. She's probably drunker on drugs or something, and having withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Maybe that's just in my head. But it's like, I think that's always a really hard thing,
0: isn't it? Because yeah. Because if I I always say like if I had a broken bone. Yeah. It would be so much easier. Because I... everyone knows what a broken bone looks like. Like you have the cast.
1: <laughs> exactly. And,
0: and it's healed within six weeks, and everyone you kind of everyone knows what to expect with it. Yeah. There's no like unsure or like oh this is slightly strange like it's, you've just got a broken leg it's six weeks time it will be fine <laughs> and then when you have any neurological or fnd in particular because yep. it can flip so quickly Aye. you're like oh yeah one minute i'm walking down the street and i'm absolutely fine and the next minute <laughs> i'm talking and they go oh oh she's talking like a five-year-old what has happened why yeah. is she doing that and you're like dude it's fine like just calm down but people panic <laughs> <laughs> and it's really like, I, I would imagine it's quite scary for someone who's, who I... doesn't know, but you do then get that look of judgment of like, why?
1: Why, uh, exactly. Why,
0: why are you doing that? Like, why are you attention seeking? You're like, I am really not, I have no control <laughs> over this, but thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. It's really kind.
1: <laughs> it's quite funny sometimes because it's like the looks you get and I'm like, wow, mm. like, come on. It's like even parking in a disabled spot and mm. you see you walk out and some days i don't use my cane most days i do but they look like, at you and judge you automatically and i'm like you have no idea what's going on in my brain right now like my... seriously <sighs> do you want to swap <laughs>
0: yeah. i have to say it, it comes up so regularly the issue of people using disabled parking spaces yeah. is such a thing and i'm kind of like you know what we need to change the sign that goes on those um... disabled park like instead of it being someone in a wheelchair it yeah. just needs to be the letter a white letter D in a blue background. You can keep the color, yeah, but it just needs to be a D, or it just yeah. needs to be the word "disabled." Yeah, because actually, not all disabilities use a wheelchair. There are exactly. actually the vast mo- amount of disabilities don't use a wheelchair. Yeah, it's actually quite a small proportion that do, and that's not to take away from those people who are in a wheelchair. Yeah, but actually, there are other people like. Ourselves like people with ms or parkinson's that actually yeah. just the process of not having to walk that extra five minutes yeah be the difference between us being able to function that day
1: yeah and us exactly. being a
0: couch potato for the next week like <laughs> but there's no there's no like people are just very quick to judge and you're like you see a youngish person get out of a car they're not they look Normal. As they look normal. I don't like using the word, but they look normal. Yeah. They're not using any sort of walking aid, and yet they have the audacity to park in a disabled parking spot. And you're like, <laughs> dude, listen to me talk for a second, and then you'll <laughs> understand why maybe I'm in this space. Or come home with me where I there forget who my husband is, who my dogs are, and who I am as a person.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then
0: tell me I don't need to use that space. <laughs> Cut, live with me for a day and you'll find out why I use that you'll space. Like <laughs> oh, it just it's blows quite my mind.
1: Funny some days though, it's like the speech bits. It's like some like some words I've come out of like, like my old customers and honestly it's like, I don't want to really say the, the word on here, but I've said words accidentally 'cause she's the neurologist said play word association. So hmm. if if you don't know the word you want to say, Suzanne, you know, you need to um need to try and find another. Exactly. Just like, describe it. And I'm like, right, okay. So I wanted to say to this customer, because he was having a bit of banter with me, as we do, and I was like, I want to shoot him. So I said, instead of me saying shooting him, I said another word. (laughs) And he's like, pardon? And I'm like, sorry, I so didn't mean to say that," but he knew about my brain disorder. He burst out laughing. (laughs) And he's like, I can't believe you just offered to do that to me. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm so sorry like i'm so embarrassed right now and he's like don't be he said that was so funny pal honestly it was hilarious so the following week i've done the same thing to him but i did it in a different way i can't remember what i had done now. this is where the memory comes in and i was like he said honestly i'm starting to worry about you <laughs> and i'm like don't i said, i think it's you you're a bad influence on me <laughs>
0: yeah this is this That's is so
1: totally funny. on you this is not me <laughs> yeah and then i've sat with the family like more so recently this is kind of started kicking in with the speech so always would be um with my my speech it was like a uh, stuttering missing words out and stuff like that mm. but recently i've started hanging on to the ends of sentences so mm. like i would try to say me but i would be like a long extended me but it was ridiculous. i
0: used to do i used to do that <laughs> Like, what is that all about? I used to do that. I used to stutter. I used to get stuck. Oh. So I'd get stuck and I don't want to do it because it might encourage it to come back. But like I... If, if I tried to say like the word dance, I'd yeah. be stuck on that first sound for <laughs> absolute ages. And my husband would just look at me and go, What? And I'm like, <laughs> give me a minute and I'll get there. Just let me let me try. Yeah. Get, like, stuck. Oh, yeah. it's like um a CD that's, or, or vinyl that's got stuck and you're like,
1: this exactly. is the same bit yeah. it's like, oh my god, I can't actually get the sound, but I know <laughs> what I want to say they just look at me and they're like, there she goes again and the kids <laughs> and... always call me the old woman <laughs> it's like, because I said to her um, it was, it was my legs because I said the banister's getting installed next week hmm. I she's like, yeah, it's getting installed for the old woman <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> it's great that you've got such a good sense of humour. Aye,
1: oh, I, I, it's it's nice. starting to come back now, but that that's like been the last maybe month, two months. Yeah. That I've really kind of picked back up again because it's yeah. like trying to make humour out of something that changed my whole life. Mm. It's very hard. Oh, it's yeah. Very, very hard. And I suppose a lot of it's come down to the speech. And mm. it's like we're trying to make the funny side out of that and it's weird because like i go to work and every day i'm 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 at my work and i'm fine but see yeah. come the minute i'm home at night it's like my talk my my, <laughs> my speech just doesn't work right yeah and it's like you try to have a conversation and you can't even have a serious conversation in this house anywhere because it's like we just end up bursting out laughing <laughs> with me coming out with something and <laughs> we're back so there was just a psych technical glitch it's
0: fine we will just carry on as if nothing has happened um so
1: <laughs> oh god so, yeah it's like we try and make humor out of everything wherever we can we will do it it's yeah you've just got to try and get into that mindset it's it's going to be hard you know they tell you it's going to get better they tell you you can have remission times yeah. I've been like this for a year. I've not had any remission time. I'm like, Lord just give me a break. Yeah. Like one day of no having one stupid symptom. Yeah. And I just haven't. And I'm like, how does that mean I just wake up one day and it goes away? Like Wow, well,
0: there is that potential.
1: Well see they say this, there is that potential, but I'm like, I don't know any day that it's happened to us. <laughs> 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 you're like, can that day be today or I... yesterday? That would be great. Just to feel normal, just stay like... Yeah. And then if I have an, an okay... I say an okay day because it's never really a good day, but if I have an okay day for my breathing, I'm like, I'm going to take a wee bit of a further walk. Yeah. But it's like... Can you're I... like, I'm going to run a marathon
0: now, and you're
1: like... I well, I just want to go to Blackpool. I want to go somewhere. I want to adventure the old Susie way, and I just can't.
0: And so... then...
1: And that's really hard, isn't it? Because you're like, oh, I have it like, um, you have like 10 minutes where
0: you're like, oh my God, I can conquer the world. And in that yeah. time, you do so much. And then you're like, oh my God, I can't move for the
1: next two weeks. Uh, exactly. Like damn. <laughs> like, damn it. But that's that's what I didn't get. And that's where the support groups have come in because they're all like, you need to learn to pace. Pacing is your key to managing this illness. Yeah. And it was one person, and I kind of just grouped with them. I thought, they've obviously got this. They've had it for a long time. I think they'd had it for, like, five years. Mm. And they're like, trust me, you'll learn, and you'll learn fast. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I still don't know what my triggers are. They say there's triggers. <laughs> they say something causes it, whether it's trauma or whatever. Yeah. But, but it doesn't
0: just... It doesn't have to be. So this is no. actually the conversation I was having um, on my last podcast with um, Alex. And... Yep. So I, so I put that to her because she's an oT that works with people with FND and I said to her, do you do you sort of buy into the belief that it it stems from trauma uh, or that it's it's kind of just one of those things?" And she's like it varies person to person like for for some people, it can be that trauma that happened when they were a yeah. child and it's been just held back and then something like mine was triggered by like a physical illness mm-hmm and that's what tips you over but equally for some people there isn't and if there isn't a trauma you don't need to go looking for it if you don't think there's trauma there then you don't need to you can Uh... you can kind of have chats around stuff that's happened in your life
1: yep but but
0: you don't need to go trauma hunting (laughs)
1: like
0: (laughs) exactly if it's not there it's not there you can't make a trauma appear Uh... out of nowhere like you can't just be like oh yes this is now trauma and you'll be like well that's not I don't think it was trauma and everyone has a different perception of it. So I think it's that sort of, it seems to divide people whether trauma causes it or stress or whatever, or whether the brain just goes, you know what, you've been ignoring me for however long and now demand all of your attention.
1: Exactly. And that's where it's weird because she she asked me like all the quick questions. What was your childhood like? Mm. I said that I had... I didn't have a lost childhood I said but I always felt loved you know yeah. it's my parents were amazing I said and I'd say probably the most traumatic event in my life was losing my mum mm. and I said that changed my whole life mm. I said but that was donkeys years ago I said that was like five years ago um and she's like no she says this is you've had nothing up before that I said no I said nothing you know I was perfectly normal yeah and again I hate using that word because it's like what is normal are any of us actually normal (laughs) exactly (laughs) I don't think I am I don't think I've been normal for quite some time I'm like there there is no link I was not under any form of massive stress yeah there's nothing what why (laughs) that day and that that was a long time where I sat for months and I looked back and I thought why that day what changed in my life that day that caused it? And there is absolutely nothing. But it, nothing. Could, it, it could just be
0: that, um, like, the, the Coke bottle or the bucket analogy. Yep. Where your bucket just got too full.
1: Aye. And yep.
0: everyone, like, I, and there was, it was I don't remember who said it, but someone had said to me, like, people with FND tend to be the givers of the Aye. world and they don't take anything back. Yeah. And maybe you'd given so much away... And yeah. you'd help so many people, and you'd give, give, give them, and you, and your bucket was so full, you didn't have the little holes in the bottom to like drain some of the,
1: of
0: it out. And then that day, for whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily need to be a clear reason either. Yeah, it went. You know what? I'm fed up. Off. It kicks the, it, t- it kicks the bucket over.
1: Yep. And yep. and now your bucket's upside down. Oh. And that that's what I said. You know, at the time, I said this is the bit where I, d- I don't. I can't cope with this emotionally because I'm so used to giving and constantly mm. helping other people yeah. that now I have to ask for help every day and I can't cope with that because I'm so independent. How are you finding asking for help now? I'm not too bad. I'm still stubborn. I do have my <laughs> stubborn moments. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that'll always be there because, as my dad says, you know, you'll always give something a go every time Yeah. And they said, and as long as you keep that bit in you, he said, you'll manage. And my dad went away with us. Um, we have a caravan. Mm. And my dad went away. And that was the first time my dad really seen proper symptoms. Because mm. a lot of it's not been visible. I'd just been numb or I'd been in pain or whatever. Yeah. And he's seen me struggling with my speech. Mm. And I could see it in his face. And it was like utter shock. Yeah. And he's like, are you like this every day and i just looked at her. i said aye that's why i don't phone you as much dad because you'll struggle to understand me and mm. i have problems with my hearing i've always had problems with my hearing since it happened and like it's like 80 percent of my hearing goes in one ear so mm. i mean i've walked out in front of an electric car because i don't hear it they so are really quiet though t- they, they are super quiet aye. like so it's that's like, not going to end well like they no? really should put like a bell on them or something like we do with and I said that at the time you know what if I was a blind person blind mm. people obviously rely on their hearing you yeah. know but I was like partially deaf that day and but luck, my daughter pulled me back in time otherwise yeah. I would have been dead because yeah. they came round the corner so fast yeah that by the time I had looked the opposite way to look back again he was right at me yeah so it was like wow like that's super scary and my daughter's like mum you need to watch obviously with your ears and I'm like, well, yeah, I know, but I didn't actually think about it because it was he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, he just appeared on me. It just exactly. And I'm like, I okay, that could have happened to a non half deafy person. But you know, but same point it could have happened to a blind person and what would have happened. Yeah. You know, but look I had eyes and I did see him at the last minute just as she held me back. Yeah. But I'm like, Wow, like they don't think about these things when they release things like that into the world that people yeah. who are disabled will struggle. And yeah. it's like, this is the bit where I was trying to ask the other day like about my, my ears because I'm like, would a hearing aid help? Because my hearing comes and goes. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to go, well, maybe I should actually go and ask for that. Yeah. Um, And it's just trying to find things now where I've got to the level where I'm like, I do need to ask for help. Yeah. I do need to see what I can get that will make my life easier.
0: It's so so hard though, especially when like you're so used to being the person that helps everyone else. Yes. And it's something I find I still find really hard. Um yeah, but I don't want to be a burden. But then someone said to me, they were like, Okay, now put yourself so reverse it. If someone came to you and asked you for help, would you see them as being a burden? Yeah. And I was like, No, I (laughs) wouldn't at all. I just see them as they needed help. Exactly. Okay. So why do you think you're a burden? And I was like, the, the, and you know like, where You're like, I don't actually have an answer for that. I... It's just, it's just a feeling. Like exactly. I just feel like it would be, and it's such a hard thing to do. Um, to turn around and be like, you know what? i I need help today. Like I can't. Like I had to do it earlier this week because my walking completely went. Oh. I had to phone my friend and go, I'm really sorry, but I actually do need your help. Like I can't. I can't move and, and it was such a hard thing to ask for help for because yeah. you're like I just don't want to be
1: it's horrible.
0: I, I yeah it, it's and you feel so vulnerable
1: yeah and yep. you're
0: like oh my god like I actually can't do this without someone being here to help me yeah. it's quite a scary thing as well you go from being independent and doing whatever you like really within reason Aye. to like you, you I couldn't get up the stairs. How has that happened? Like, what? It's
1: weird. It's really, really weird. And I hate being seen that way, you know, like vulnerable. And it's like, Mm. I've even turned around and said to my husband, like at the start when we thought it was MS, and I said, now's your time. If you want to go and nobody landed with me, just go. And he's like, Susie, for richer, poorer, sickness and health, we're together. You know, we've been together a long time, like 15 15 years. So it's like yeah he said I'm not going anywhere and he has it stuck through me mm. that, no I said the wrong word and I stuck through it
0: <laughs> I, I know what you mean it's perfectly <laughs> fine I think that's the other thing that kind of people people so we are the people that have the condition yep and we go through the symptoms and we get the pain we get the fatigue we get the the mind brain fog thing whatever it is we we dissociate we we seize but yeah You've got people around you that also go through all of that with you. Aye. And whilst it's not happening to them, it's happening with them.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yep. And you're like, oh my God. Like, I've had the same conversation a couple of times and been like, why did you stay? Aye. Like, you could have gone and found someone who, and this is my <laughs> phrasing of how, where I was at the time, I was like, you can find someone who's not broken.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Who's, who's not going to need this support. For however long this is going to be, potentially forever, yeah, you could go have a normal—I hate that word—but a
1: normal life, <laughs> normal
0: life with with someone else who can go on adventures with you without needing to stop every five minutes, or you know, don't have to use a wheelchair, whatever it might be. Yeah, there was a real sense. I felt really guilty. Aye.
1: Yep. That's is, that I you, that, Aye. Yeah, is that how you?
0: Yeah. Like it, you feel like you're holding them back, don't you? Aye. Because and you... then they get mad at you and you're like, no, I love you, you idiot. That's why Aye. I'm staying. You're like, yeah, but ah. Can't, ah, can't that, that's the bit
1: where it's like it's the guilt it's yeah. like you have the grief of the old you but you also have the guilt of you're kind of leaving having that person having no life with you yeah and I say no life because that's how it genuinely feels it's like mm-hmm. I can't walk far so the old Susie could have walked on Malta with them and we would go on super adventures and walk on the capital We go to Brussels and I'd shop to my legs well off, literally. And now I can't even make it as far as shops. And I'm like, how is that life going to look moving forward? And we got a caravan last year. So, like, we now have that. So, it's great. I'm thankful for having that. Yeah. And I don't need to walk far. It's like caravans right next to the car park. So, it's great. But I'm like how's the adventures to France going to go? Because we'd often drive to France, and I'm the only driver. And I said that to him, you know, next year when we look at France, we're going to have to look at a different way of doing it. We're going to have to take more breaks, and now he's looking at getting driving lessons. So I just don't know. At the moment, I don't know how that's going to look because we'd often just park the car and walk for miles and miles and miles and no give to hoots. But there,
0: do you, so, sorry, that was like part of a sentence twice, <laughs> that wasn't actually a whole sentence at all, I, I got like distracted within the thought of where it was going, I was like, I hope I don't say it in the wrong way. <laughs> <I've got laughs> <Don't. to say. laughs> oh my lord, sorry, um, I don't even know what the sentence was anymore.
1: I'm <laughs> like the time you get to the end, you'll forget what you were going to say. <laughs> I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, that's
0: Wait, hang on. No, but give me a minute. Hang on, I will find it. It will be. It's here. I just need to find it. <laughs> Bear with. Hold, 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 horses. One second.
1: <laughs> oh, fliddles. <laughs> oh, that's gonna really irritate me. The joys of FND. friend. Do you wait till you finish and then you be like, oh, that's what I was going to ask her. <laughs> no. Oh
0: wait, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. So Go. do. you, Oh god. Uh, how can I get the word out? Right. Um. <laughs> flip. Um, so do you feel like this is it forever? Or do you have that hope that it will get better and it will improve?
1: No, I, I think I'm like this forever. Do you? Yeah, yeah. And I hate saying that, but if I've been this way for a year and I'm still getting new symptoms, at the moment the way I feel, I just feel like there's no end to this.
0: Yeah.
1: I just feel like I'm just going to get worse and worse. mm And maybe I'll have an all right day. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of went through that wee bit of hope where, but I kind of bounce in and out of this depression where it's like, depending on what's going on in life, like I had to give up a job I loved and my employer were really difficult with me. Yeah. Really, really difficult because I went from being this person who could work 12 to 16 hours a day to going, no, sorry, have to work from home two days a week and be out on the road three days a week. Yeah. And they agreed to it under the Equality at Work Act thing. Yeah. Um, reasonable adjustments. So that was fine. But then they introduced this new rule on me and all the reps that we had to leave our last visit at half four in the day. Mm. And I'm like, I can't work with that. Like there's no way I'd have no life, I wouldn't see my kids. Yeah. I wouldn't be well enough to travel home at that time of night. I'm super fatigued come then. Yeah. And they weren't willing to work with me, so I left. Yeah. And had to give up a lot of money. Had to give up a job that I worked 15 years to get to. Yeah. And worked my way up in companies, company after company. And I did it. And I yeah. got there and I had to give it up. And I hate that I had to do that. Yeah. Because I've always been a career girl always. Yeah. And to work so hard, I went through a degree. While I was working full time, looked after two kids, run a house. Yeah, I went and got that degree to get that career that I wanted, mm. and I blame FND that mm. I lost it. So yeah. I kind of bounce in and out of this where I'm like, I'm raging, but now I'm kind of coming out the other end where I'm like, I actually have a really nice career now if I can make this work. Yeah, and I'm working for a great company who are super supportive yeah they know about my brain mm. um and they work with me I've yeah. only been there a few weeks but I'm like so far so good yeah. and there is flexibility that if I did lose my legs tomorrow I can work from home yeah so you know that's I don't need to go to the office I do go to the office because i are trying to get the social factor in mm. and they're a super nice team where everybody works together everybody's really friendly and genuinely friendly which Mm. is nice and unusual for an office (laughs) and the company have the same goals as me and the boss is amazing yeah and I can see why everybody works so well together and
0: I think isn't it like if you have a supportive work environment you can still thrive
1: oh I yeah
0: like it's it's when people start kind of cutting you down and Maybe it a little bit more difficult for you, like actually, now it's starting to cause me a problem because I can't, I'm yep. in flight or flight mode the entire time, I can't actually start to thrive
1: exactly. Um,
0: and that's that's when it gets really hard, doesn't it? The reason yep. I asked about whether or not you had hope it would get better, yep, was just because I think it's every person has a different story,
1: Aye. every yeah. person
0: has a different kind of emotional um response to it, yep. and we've all been. At the same points, but at different times, and we've all kind of had had roughly a similar experience, but they've all been so different at the same yeah. time. And I yeah. think I was very definitely in the place that you're you were or you are in about like this is yeah. it, I'm never gonna go back to being normal. I hate that word, <laughs> normal, like <laughs> this is me, I'm gonna be the person in the wheelchair, like that's that's my life now. I... Um and actually. It might be my life on, on for certain blocks of time. Yep. But actually, it, I have found a balance to it. Mm-hmm. And the thing yep. I say to you is, you've mentioned that you are stubborn. Yes. Oh, my God, that's going to be your best friend.
1: Yeah, keep exactly.
0: To Keep it. Do not throw that. The, the doctors will tell you to throw it out. Do not throw out your stubbornness. Keep your stubbornness. Um, because it's the thing that kept me going. Keep me going.
1: Yeah. Like, that's the only really, thing that's kept me going this past year is stubbornness. Yeah. It really it has. Absolutely
0: it fully will and like I get it FND sucks and it takes so much from you and you're like oh my god I have nothing left to give go away like you've taken everything leave me alone but yeah I've I'm learning I haven't learned and I'm not an expert I'm just someone who's who's going
1: through it Um, if
0: you can if you can walk alongside with it
1: yep exactly instead of it leading you yeah it helps aye that's the bit where I'm like I'm kind of at that stage now where I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm learning to pace myself I'm in a good place we work yeah that's working fine it's now how do I be the adventurous Susie yeah but and still have a life but maybe just need to tweak it a wee bit
0: yeah and and I think that's that's the thing it's not for anyone who's who's listening, who's like just been diagnosed, and you're like, oh my god, it sounds awful. Yeah. Like it it has its good days and its bad days, just like with any condition. Aye. But you are still you. Exactly. You're,
1: you're just you just do things in a slightly different way now. Yeah.
0: That's and that's all.
1: what I'd say to anybody listening. You know, I might be one of those person that doesn't have that hope, mm. but there is tons of people in this world that still have that bit of hope. Yeah. And if you have it, there's nothing wrong with grasping onto that. No. But be stubborn about it. Make sure that you make it, don't let it take hold of your life. Yeah. And it can do very, very quickly. Yeah. But at the same point, you need to still have a life and you just need to tweak your life to suit FND. Yeah.
0: You need to just take the driver's seat back.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That,
0: that's that's all. And yeah. um, you just need to go, you know what? We're going to be friends.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm going
0: to make you my friend. And we might have disagreements and we might have days where you're in charge and we might have days where I'm in charge. (laughs) But we are going to be friends. I'm going to stop hating you. I'm going to stop being annoyed at how annoying you are. Yeah. And I'm going to make you my friend, which is really hard. Um, But you kind of, if you can, I think it's that part comes back to that acceptance. Like, have you accepted your diagnosis?
1: I yeah, there, there is tiny, tiny, tiny. I mean, a small amount of me goes, what if they're wrong? Yeah. I think that will always be there.
0: Yeah, but then you had quite a difficult yeah. process at the beginning in terms of being told you had MS and stuff. So I think that's completely understandable. I, it's like.
1: But at the same point, I'm like, I've now made loads of friends via the support groups. I've got yeah. people all over the world, yeah. people in America. And that's what I love about the pages, is like there's all different pages. There's a page for Scotland, there's a page for the whole of the UK, there's pages for America. Yeah. And literally, I think I'm on a chunk of them. And no matter how I'm feeling it, no matter what end of the day, there's always somebody there to help and answer. Yeah. And I've been in bad places. Thankfully, I've never thought about ending it because yeah. I've got people here who rely on me, my kids. Yeah. And I realise there is people out there that kinda of think like that, but I'd say don't ever think like that. It's never ever bad, that bad. Because yeah. people still need you, you know, it's and and
0: there's that whole thing that if you are in that place and and like it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Aye. But just remember that someone has like a favourite mug because of you yeah someone has a favorite picture or a favorite like teddy bear or piece of clothing or a card there are so many people that will have been impacted by you yeah that see you as so much more than you're currently able to see yourself
1: yep you just
0: you just have to hold on to that yeah there are there are people with favorite memories that include you and that are there because of you Um, and you don't know that because it's not something that's shared
1: but there is such... you all have such a wide ripple effect that you're just not aware of. Aye. And there's always somebody there. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like... I see it so many times in the pages where people are in a horrible place, their wife or their husband's left them because of it, and they're just a burden. Yeah. Do you know what? They don't deserve you because when you marry somebody, it is for sickness and in health. Yeah. And it really should, not matter how sick you are, whether they stay with you or no, it's... Yeah life is life and at the end of the day it happens but at the same point it's like you've got to take what you can from life mm. and I suppose like losing my mum that kind of put me in a different place completely I'm not the person I was mm. but at the same point it made me maximize life as much as possible and yeah. enjoy life yeah and absolutely you know there's people out there you realize who your friends are at this time now but it's like my friends aren't there for me. Mm. And I've went through down spells where I've not had my friends there. And I'm like, no, you're not worth having as a friend. And I've touched them because they're not good enough for me. And there's nothing wrong with having that. No. But I think people get really scared of being lonely. Aye. And that's what I'd say, don't be scared of being lonely. There is always somebody there in support groups. Always.
0: There's always someone around who will listen and who will kind of hear you. And...
1: Whether or not,
0: it yeah and under, and that's so powerful to be able to understand like yeah when when I talk to people that have it I'm like oh my god you get it yeah <laughs> like I don't I don't have to like try and explain it like when I couldn't remember what I was going to say like I didn't have to try and explain that to you <laughs> you just it. knew and yep. that's such a comfort like it doesn't matter if I say the wrong word because you understand you get it yeah you've been there you, therefore it's not like a oh my god like she's having a moment it's like all right, stop being dramatic, come yeah. on, like, get, pull yourself together, love. <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, and that's and when, just... and I would say, you know, try and find humour out of it. And it does make a difference emotionally. It really does. Like, I've sat nights, don't get me wrong, where I'm like, I get frustrated with the trembling. I've never been able to use a knife since then. Mm. And I sit and use a fork. And sometimes I lollipop my food. I don't give a toss as long as I'm trying to eat something. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. My family don't care. They'll sit and laugh at me, lollipop and a sausage or whatever. And they just laugh. I've picked up tomato sauce and I've literally poured it over my son because my hand slipped and i squeezed the bottle and he's ended up covered in sauce. And he just looks at me and he just laughs and he's like, okay then, guess that T-shirt's going in the bin then, mum. And it's like, try and find the humour that no matter what happens with FND, there is always something there in humour, always. Yeah. And just hang on to that little bit of humour because that's what changes it. You know, well, I, feel, I, could...
0: I, feel like a, I feel like a little bit
1: emotional actually. Like... I am too, actually. I'm sitting here and I've got tears in my eyes because it's, see, just even talking to you, somebody who understands it, somebody who gets it, mm. it's like it's so, so helpful.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's like, those people who are struggling every single day with us rely on those support people rely on those people to pick you up when you're down rely on those people who understand who get it every single day yeah they feel the same as you so use them they're there to help just like they'll help you you help them and Mm. you really don't realize a lot of time when you see one post sometimes it can just pick you up and go that's quite funny and no, it t- makes a difference be sit- between sitting there in tears and sitting there bubbling laughter. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like that post, I've put up posts about what I said to that customer. And I say it in the FND hope group as well. You know, I'm like, it's hilarious. Mm. And I tell them the, the story and they just sit there and they just laugh their heads off at me. Like, you're mental. I'm like, I am. Because <laughs> it's just, I need to find humour. I'll sit yeah. there some nights in tears, a mess, because I can't pick up my food. And I'll finger yeah. food. I don't give a toss as long as I'm eating.
0: Yeah.
1: At the same point, I'll sit there and I'll laugh about it, you know. If I squeeze a sausage and it goes flying across the <laughs> table, who cares? You know, table's well, white. I I don't actually
0: think I realised how much I needed to hear that from someone else. <laughs> like my brain is being quite unpleasant to me today and actually just sat here talking to you and you're actually just don't give a toss like (laughs) I'll lollipop a sausage who cares like I actually think I really it was something I needed to hear without knowing I needed to hear it yeah like and that's the power isn't it of talking to people and and talking to people who are in similar positions and we all do have slightly different symptoms I've not met anyone with the same symptoms as me but actually this however long we've been talking yeah has just lifted me just that that a bit that I'm actually now sat smiling like <laughs> because I'm just laughing at the fact that you lollipop a sausage and that's your <laughs> phrasing for it because that's so funny <laughs> I've cool. never heard it phrased like that before I, I love
1: that it's gotta be done lollipop of sausage tonight you'll love it
0: like that's just that's gonna be in the description of this we talk about everything from this to that to lollipopping sausages as we can be like what on earth is going on yeah well you know oh, just another day with, with some fnd folk don't you worry um, <laughs> so i thought actually what we if if you're all right to carry on talking yeah and um, right. we just go back to the so you say you you do some work with fnd hope and i didn't know whether you yeah. wanted to share a bit more about
1: what you do with them yeah, um if we can get anybody else on the group chat. So so I work for the Scottish Peer Group, so there's a few of us who volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um at the moment the the next one is in the middle of September. Yeah. Um so I've just done mine for August. So I only do it an hour every two months mm-hmm. and we basically just sit and have a chat. That's it. Yeah. Um so we do it, I do it at seven PM um every two months. Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl or a guy who'll do it at one PM every two months. Yes. So it kind of runs. But we're kind of looking at other ways that we can introduce possibly more.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but getting people onto the chat is probably the biggest challenge for us. Um not everybody wants to come on cam or mic. That's absolutely fine. The way we describe it is it's your safe space yeah. to have a chat. Yeah. To come listen to people who experience what we experience as volunteers. And you can't be a volunteer unless you have FND. Yeah. So we basically, so I introduce basically if you're on camera and you're a person who takes fits, I don't need to know that. But what I will do is if you take a fit on camera, I'll automatically blank your camera and your mic out. You have your fit, you get your privacy. Whatever happens, if you want to come back, you're more than welcome. If yeah. you don't, that's fine too. There is no pressure to do any part of it. What yeah. we do ask is just come on. Have a chat, share your ideas and share your ways of coping with FND because it is very, very hard. Very, very hard. And I don't like using the word hard. I always say life is a challenge. Yeah. But FND is a challenge beyond belief.
0: It's just, you can just be a cruel mistress.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But FND Hope, as I say, they helped me initially, you know, where after diagnosis, that was one of the first pages I joined. And I'm also on Martin Baker's page as well, I call it, um, who's just a normal functional neurological disorder. Mm. I'm on literally every page, and see just having that support is amazing. But being on camera, being on mic, and sitting with FND Hope UK, all these people is actually so different. It's like sitting chatting to you now, it's so different Mm. from just being on a page typing stuff. Yeah. It's having a chat with people who get it every single day of their lives, who understand it and yeah. find ways of coping with it that you maybe never thought of, yeah. like the text-to-speech chat, Nobody ever knew about that. So this week I put that on the page somewhere. Somebody else picked up and I went, oh, that's great. How do you get that? So then yeah. I've helped somebody else straight away. And mm. by us all doing that and being there for one another, we can make this easier for one another to yeah. live with. And it makes a difference to people's life having that wee bit of hope that as I say to you I don't really have that hope that it'll get better or it'll go away Mm. but having that wee bit of hope that'll get easier is probably what I do have and that I can cope with it easier Mm. and having that hope that I make life easier for somebody else which again goes back to me giving to other people yeah but You know, the minute they said they were looking for volunteers, I was in just a normal peer group at that point. Mm. And I've been on a few of them by this point. And I thought, I get that. I used to do camera, Zoom things with customers during COVID. Mm. I know how to run groups and stuff like that. I've ran sales meetings. I've done all sorts. And I thought, I can do that. So I put my hand up straight away and I said, I'll be a volunteer. (laughs) And they're like, really? I said, aye. I said, I'll give up whatever time I can. I said, but yeah, I'll volunteer. I'm up for that. And I said, did I just do what you're doing? She says, yeah. I said, okay, let's do it. So I signed up straight away. That was me. I was off. Mm-hmm. and I just basically followed somebody else. I was just like a shadow in the first one. And mm-hmm. then I run my first one last Wednesday night. And it went amazing. I had loads of attendees, loads of people sharing ideas of what can help, what doesn't help. Mm-hmm. And we had a new person on. She didn't want to come on camera. She didn't want to really talk. And she was just messaging. And that's fine too yeah and eventually by the end of it she came on mic and i thought i've done a good job there yeah i thought i've made her feel comfortable to talk up in group yeah and she asked the questions that she wanted to ask like how do you do this would this help and we gave her some help we gave her some feedback and you know i said tell it we're on these all the time you're more than welcome at any point Mm. touch group with us just come on have a chat and I'd t- told the story, a very short version of the story, but, you know, I said how much it's helped me. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't FND Hope UK, I really wouldn't be the Susie that I am today. I yeah. would probably be in a really bad mental place mm-hmm. and no, probably be in the job I'm in because I'd have probably gave up long ago.
0: Yeah, But
1: having that peer support group just changed my life and I'm really thankful to them for doing that. Yeah. And that's people who give up their time. And i do not, not say this as a volunteer, I'm not talking myself up or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, it's they give up their time to help others and it's amazing what they do. I yeah. only give up an hour every couple of months and I have chat with a group. But just having that person who understands as a volunteer, who gets it. I don't know yeah. any other charity like talk about cancer or whatever. You don't have to have cancer to be a volunteer for cancer research.
0: No. But seems... you have to have
1: fnd to be a volunteer for fnd hope
0: it seems um i don't know if this is the right word it seems peculiar because lived experience is so powerful yeah like you've we've all got tips and tricks that we've tried yep That and as much as the doctors try their best it's it's very hard when they don't have the condition
1: Aye, exactly because they're
0: like oh well you know you can try this and I got it from textbook and that's fine because sometimes our ideas do come out of stuff the doctors have said yeah equally it's nice to feel like you can you can go oh has anyone had this symptom and they go yeah yeah or this is the way I dealt with it and you go great I'm not going mad that's marvelous all I needed to know I've been reassured I'm happy I'm not going crazy (laughs) this works for me and that's that there's such power in in talking and in Finding
1: similarities with people. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing the doctor says, do you want me to refer you for counselling? No, do you know what? I've got the best counselling in the world. I've got people who I talk to every day, all over the world, Mm. who understand this. Yeah. I don't need a counsellor, trust me. I have as much support as I need. I have a very supportive family. But at best, I have people who get this. Yeah. Who understand. I have volunteers that I can text at any point. Yeah, you know it's it's great to have that support, and it changes my life by having that support. Yeah, and who needs counselling? I have a crappy FND thing, but yeah. you know what? I've made so many friends from it, and that's one of the things that I probably don't appreciate enough. Is okay, I have the most horrible thing in the world, but I've also made so many friends yeah you know it's like that's something to really take out of this it's and yeah. I probably never realized that until we we're actually just sitting here talking either as it? <laughs> it's like so much support out there so much yeah and I it, think
0: it's it's that whole thing of um just talking about the counseling if you don't feel like you need it yeah that's perfectly fine exactly but equally, some people do like I've been going to a talking man for three years yep
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: but that's because I feel like I need it, and yep. I've I've taken so much out of my sessions with him. I, I feel like he's been such a huge part of my journey.
1: Yeah, but it's yep.
0: okay that you don't want to.
1: Exactly, it's and likewise, gonna, it's okay you do.
0: Yes,
1: yeah. it's, it's whatever's
0: going to work for you yeah. at the end of the day. Like everything else is beside the point. It's whatever's going to work for you, yeah, and your life and your symptoms. If having a talking person helps
1: go for it go for it take it
0: it. if you try it and it doesn't work out right now that's okay just stick a pin in it and come
1: back to it nothing to lose
0: absolutely nothing to lose but you've got so much you could gain just by trying lots of different things
1: yeah yeah
0: it's just mind is a powerful thing isn't
1: it oh i totally (laughs) i'd say emd who's sitting there going maybe i'll try that fnd hope support group i'd say Mm. absolutely go for it there's no judgment
0: you've got me thinking about it now
1: you should honestly it's amazing It's absolutely. They do it like different areas of England. So like they'll do a northeast area, Mm. but even just advertising for things like that would help us. Yeah. Um, And even if you want to become a volunteer, we're always looking for volunteers. (laughs) Oh, don't you?
0: Don't start that now. I've got so many blooming things I'm juggling at the minute. But it is it is really tempting because I think actually you are right. Like yeah, that's the whole point why I started the podcast and like my social media pages was to help people. Yeah. Yeah. That was the whole point. It wasn't for anything other than I just wanted to help people and people to feel less alone. Aye. And if I've managed to make one person feel less alone and less, like, it's it's just so hard, then I, I'm i happy with that. So I'm going to put a pin in that one and come back to it, I think, because, you know, <laughs> it has been on my mind. I have, I have I've reached out a couple of times and then life has yep. got in the
1: way and FND has got in the way. And I'm it sure. does, and that's the thing, you know, if you do decide to volunteer, they get it. Yeah. The, the, the volunteer lady who runs it gets it. She has it as well. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't run a group, we have loads in the group who will step in. Sometimes I'll offer to step in for down south because somebody's ill. That's yeah. fine. If I've got the time, I can only offer for evenings, unfortunately. But, you know, they know that. So they understand yeah. that things happen and things get in the way. Like a guy the other night couldn't date because his daughter just turned up. That's fine don't worry about it, I've got such and such, because we always do it in groups of two, so that sometimes it can be a wee bit overwhelming if somebody's typing in, and then somebody else is in the screen or whatever, so, you know, we just always have somebody, that group of two, minimum.
0: I think think you've convinced me.
1: Yeah, go (laughs) it, do it,
0: do it, do it. (laughs) I I think you've convinced, damn, I think you've convinced me.
1: It's amazing, honestly, I get so much from it, like, honestly, I was buzzing when I come off it my first one last week and (laughs) although I was like shadowing the first time but it's like the second time it was like that was actually really amazing to have somebody no coming camera no coming mic to somebody just sitting there talking yeah and it was a new person who'd just been diagnosed and she just you could tell she felt so alone yeah and I'm like that's just amazing like that's a really good achievement to have somebody on talking and we had new people new faces with regulars who come every month (coughs) great absolutely great
0: okay I think I think you've convinced me so now that you've convinced me you've turned me over to the dark side Um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I phrased it like that it's not the dark side I don't know why I did that Oh, for God's sake. It's not the dark side. Sorry, that was a really bad joke. Um, I don't really know where that came from. Sorry. Uh, God's sake. Um, So just to round up, what would be your best bit of advice to someone who is newly diagnosed or has been diagnosed for a little while? What would be your thing that you wish you'd been told at the
1: beginning? Mm. Or you wish someone had said generally... Just to help? Um pacing is definitely one, but I was told that initially. Mm -hmm. But the stubbornness side kinda kicked in. Yeah. I didn't listen. Yeah. And I did fight. And that's where I discovered quickly that I could not fight this. Yeah. I could play with it, but I couldn't fight with it. And I would say that's the number one piece of advice. Do pace yourself. Yeah. You know, if you have to do housework because you love yourself and I'd say, if you do love yourself, do not ever feel alone. Reach out. And nobody ever told me that. Yeah. Reach out. Ask for help. If you don't have anybody to help you physically, manage whatever you can. Rest when you can. Yeah, And reach out to a support group because there is tons of support groups out there. Tons. Yeah, They're all over. Rely on that help to sit there and have a chat. You could literally be on that page talking all day if you need to because there's always somebody will answer from America, from Canada, from Iceland. I, I think I've hit every place in the world where if South African help me, Polish, you name it, I've had it. Yeah. And I'd say rely on that support because you are going to need it. Yeah. And I'd say don't feel sad. Don't, don't do what I've done is concentrate and missing the old me. You will do it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't help the mental side of it. Yeah. And just grab on to that support. It's there. Rely on it. Run with it. Run with it. Absolutely. Or wobble with it.
0: Yeah. whatever. Fo- <laughs> so, for- oh, my goodness me. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever form of walking it is, whether it's a jog, a run, a sprint, a hop, it doesn't matter. Just yep. try it. There's just no harm go in for it absolutely well it's... thank you so much for coming on Susie it has You're been welcome. lovely chatting it's been great you. I feel um, like a celebrity so... now <laughs> <laughs> well obviously um so yes thank you so much for coming on
1: no problem. And, um, thank you.
0: guys thanks for listening um I've got some more guests lined up so hopefully they'll be coming out to you really soon um Good. thanks again Susie
1: thank you